Hey everybody, what's up Fathom family? This is Tara Howard. I am the engagement director at Fathom Church and I get to be a guest speaker here on the podcast having a conversation with Christina Scott. We're talking about Sunday's sermon, all things grace related, how we try to Uh, get closer to God through our own efforts, the different ways that we might try to do that based off um, Pastor Kyle's sermon. And we just go a little deeper. We we take it one step further and and talk a little bit about what that meant to us. Um, And there's a a great illustration about earthworms. Stay till the end. It's going to be great. We're just so happy that you're here. Hello and welcome to the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am Christina Scott here with Tara Howard. Hello. I'm so <laughs> excited that we're here with Tara Howard after some some scheduling things and whatnot. She was able to to get in here into the studio with me. It's been like half a season. Yeah. It's been a long time. It I know. It's like a long time. Because all of to the be here. Yeah. Yeah. I love Tara and I, if you are Fathom Beyond Sunday listeners, if you are the, the loyal tens of tens, um, then you know, Tara and I love to have these conversations and then occasionally they get recorded. Yeah. We've had a couple chats. Yeah. Just in real life and here in real life on the podcast. In, in real life <laughs> and then in recorded life. So I'm excited that you're here. I'm really excited about this sermon series. It's a Ooh. new sermon series. And man, oh man, coming straight out of a church hurt series I know. into just that simple word, grace. I know. On Sunday, I was like, but more. I know. I could listen to more about this. I know. So there's more. There's yes. like yeah, three I or four more. Exactly. So I'm exactly. looking forward to it. The other thing is we don't really get a ton of... Um, we don't really know exactly where Pastor Kyle's going to go with this or where Pastor Shannon is going to go with this, mm-hmm. like where our different guest speakers are going to go with this and where Pastor Kyle's going to go with it because our Bible is so full of examples of grace to mm-hmm. us, um, so full of examples of us being exhorted to give grace as much as we've received grace. So I'm just pumped for it. Like I said, straight out of a church herd series into into grace. Who doesn't need more Jesus? <laughs> exactly. Let's just talk Jesus for it. weeks and weeks. Yep. Let's do it. Yeah. So um, if you haven't listened to this sermon yet, Pastor Kyle um, preached out of Ephesians 2. And um, he, it, again, like I always say, if you haven't listened to this sermon, just yeah, pre- pause. Pre- press pause. Press on pause. Us. Go listen. <laughs> Go listen it's to really it. really good. It was so good. It's about 40 minutes, I think, and so good. And I think both of us, I, we we talked about it before we hit record on the podcast. We both re-listened. Uh-huh. It wasn't just like, oh, give me more, but literally give me that all over again. Yeah. <laughs> give me that all over again. So it's worth the re-listen um, as well. But he started kind of straight out of the gate with these three ways that we try to connect to God. So even before mm. he read the passage in Ephesians, he talked, you know, about these three ways that we try to connect to God. And the first way is the willpower method. The second way is the intellectual method. And the third is this spiritual high method. And that somehow these things that we will do will get us closer to God. And I just thought, well, we're going to unpack that on the podcast. <laughs> we're going to unpack that on the podcast because I can see my own cycles 
in that, like the podcast doesn't need to be confessional or anything, but like I can see my own cycles in that. And I felt like probably in the room, there were other people that could see their cycles too. So we can kind of hash through that a little bit. So the willpower method, just this idea of trying harder will get us closer to God. You said something Mm -hmm. before we started recording, Tara, and I would just love for you to, to share that, like this idea that Oh, right. So, so the, the idea of willpower being willpower via how willpower via like I'm beating my body into Mm -hmm. submission and, and versus like, I'm just trying to muscle through it versus willpower as self-control as a fruit of the spirit, as a gift that was given to you and now flows out of you. Those are two totally different things. Right. Right. And because of that, because those are two different things, like there, we can get the, the lines can get blurry and we can get Mm -hmm. like, that's how we're able to be, I don't know, like tricked might be the wrong word, but like we can trick ourselves into thinking that this is how we're going to get closer to God because willpower of self-control is a gift from him. And it is a good thing. Mm -hmm. It is, it is, it, it is a good thing and, and we should have it, but willpower as in like, in our own strength. Yeah. So often it's a heart posture mm-hmm. thing. I mean, we talk about that a lot or it's talked about a lot as far as, yeah, you're going to have to use your willpower and self-control to say no or yes to certain things that God has instructed you to do, that you know in your spirit that he's pointing you this way or that way. You're, there's a there's an action required on your behalf. So it can get right. blurry where um, where you're trying to like earn that, I want to do it. I need to do it better. Like all you list makers and hello, I'm one of you like (laughs) list makers and like plan makers and goal setters. Like those things are all wonderful. And, and that's why it's blurry. I think is that these disciplines aren't wrong, but if you're approaching it outside of any posture other than resting in his grace, right? It's really dangerous spiritually to your, your spiritual health to eventually feel like, I just can't do this anymore. Right. Yeah. Correct. Right. You can't, I can't, he can in me. Right. Right. And when I think of willpower, I think of like, I think of like dieters or like these Mm -hmm. diet plans and things like that and how they have cheat days, (laughs) but like, and because they're built in because you have to have them because you're not strong enough on your own. Mm. And like these things are built in and like with God, with self-control, like he doesn't build in cheat days for us because Mm. he is our strength. He is able to, like, he has exceedingly abundantly above more than we ask or think. And so he doesn't say like, okay, well, like (laughs) I'm going to build in a cheat day for you or whatever. Like that's not it. So, um, I don't know the, the next one I fall hard into the intellectual (laughs) method, (laughs) the intellectual method says no more and get closer to God. I am such an eager student. Mm. Like that is me. That is a way that I would even, I would identify myself as this eager student. I love facts. I love our, I love the Bible. I love to like tie it to history. I love, um, science and uncovering these things that feel like mysteries. Um, like I was one of those people, I, not necessarily that science is my absolute favorite. So I didn't raise my hand, <laughs> um, on Sunday, I didn't raise my hand cause science wasn't my favorite, but I love it. I love teaching it to my kids and I love like diving in. I'm one of those people who is like, 
if you give me a random fact from Jeopardy or from this or that, like I'm going to tuck it away in my pocket and I just absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, and so I can definitely follow into that, like knowing more or trying to wrestle through and understand more makes me feel closer to God because that is how I feel about the world. Like that's how I feel yeah. about what I can see. Mm-hmm. Like if I know more about you, Tara, then I feel closer to you. But isn't that another blurry point? Because we do want to know more. He plants that in us, that desire to to know more, but... There's a difference between knowing more facts and knowing more of him, mm-hmm. knowing more of your relationship with him, but the facts are still good. So it's just it's just kind of blurry and I think again goes back to that heart posture. Are you trying to be the smartest one in the room? Like I'm not saying you are. No, I get it. I'm I just get saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You the are royal we, you. <laughs> are we all, you all, are we all trying to be the smartest one in the room? Do we do we or the flip side as someone who tries to retain information and doesn't do it as well as some others of us, do we feel inferior Mm -hmm. if we're sitting next to someone who is theologically very astute and Mm -hmm. very able to articulate their, you know, stances on, on different things that they believe in and different things that are true from the Bible? Do we next to them feel like, well, they're closer to God than I am? Uh, Oh yeah, that's good. That's really good. Sometimes I have. Yeah, but that's not real. Right. No, it isn't. And it really isn't. That knowing more is sometimes um, a a trap that we lay for ourselves, I feel like. That sometimes knowing more about God is us trying to um, figure out what box we can put Mm -hmm. him in. Yeah. (laughs) To figure out, okay, like... I'm there. There's this quote, and I've said it on this podcast before, but it's basically like God made us in his image, and man has now has turned around and done the same for God. Like oh. we've turned around and we've yeah. been like, okay, well, if we're made in your image, you must be like this, 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 and this. So right? why don't we and, just carve an idol or, right? you know, no, don't. No. Right. Exactly. He's beyond what we can really comprehend. And that's where the faith part comes in. Right. And we're saved by grace through faith. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then let's, that third reason, that third way that we try to connect to God is the spiritual high method, hmm. that if we do more or serve more, we'll be closer to God. And I think um, the some of the ex- some of the examples that Pastor Kyle gave were so good oh, yeah. and spot on because mm-hmm. it's like you go to conference yep. and like you're living conference to conference or you're living Sunday to Sunday or or some people are living like Sunday to Wednesday like that mm-hmm. like a uh, deep south like traditional yeah. times you're living like Sunday to Wednesday to Sunday <laughs> kind of thing or uh, youth camp to youth camp um, trying to think of what else he said but those kinds of things like these big events or mission trip to mission trip. That was another one where he was like, got to go do more and do this big thing to get the spiritual high. Yeah. I think we can even put that in our quiet time with God. Like, Mm -hmm. like it has to be, you know, when I'm all by myself at this time of day with this Bible and this devotional and this journal and this candle lit and this worship music on. And if it's not all of those things, then it, I fall short, it falls short. And I'm not going to get the same feeling mm-hmm. and that it's really not about that. You can still have time with the Lord without 
any of those things. Yeah. Well, and I think too, we can, again, it's another trap that we can fall into because the the experience is not a bad one. Like all of those things are good. Mm -hmm. Again, mission trips are good and retreats are good. And our quiet time certainly is good. Um, and, and our services coming and sitting and being a part of a body and, and sitting under teaching, uh, you know what I mean? Somebody who's prepared a message out of the Bible for you. Those are good. It's good. And it's not to negate any, like you've gone and been in a worship environment and left feeling like that was amazing. Yes. Because it was good. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was, because it truly was. And, but we get, I think a little bit caught up in if I'm not having that experience every week, if I'm, if that experience is not what I'm feeling every time, or if that, um, you know, if, if, if out of my quiet time, I didn't get something that I can tweet about, Mm. if I didn't get something I can post on Facebook, if I didn't get something that I can immediately text to a friend, that's good. Right. That, that now like somehow I'm, I'm not gotten out of it what I'm supposed to have done, like that experience. And so I think because those experiences are good and that like God is present in those times and you can tell, you can feel Mm -hmm. it and you know, but there are other times God is present and you're not going to have that same feeling and you can't deny his presence because you don't feel the same. Yep. Right. And so this is another one of those situations when what we feel and what we know might not line up, but in those in those instances, we actually do have to rely on what we know, and right. not just sit in what we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I so I love that. Like there are these these three ways that we try to connect to God, and again, all of these things, none of these things are bad. Like none of if you find yourself being that that person in any one area, like it might not be that you got you know, called out from this stage because this is your, you know, your avenue. It may be, it very well may be that like you have a lot of willpower. That's, that's self-control given to you by the Holy Spirit, right? It's not like, not just because like, okay, you're getting called out because you have stronger willpower than me. And like, you didn't eat brownies at 10 o'clock last <laughs> night or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but the truth is that we're connected to God because of his grace to us. He is the one who extended his arm. He extended Mm -hmm. his grace. He extended to us. We just accept and receive. Like we didn't do, we didn't do our way into his heart. We didn't um, even know what love was until (laughs) he loved us. Yeah. And I don't think, and it's so the concept is so hard. Once I, it's like once I feel like I've wrapped my brain around it. If I keep thinking about it too much, it's like I've lost it again. And uh-huh. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> what was that? But, but, God extends His grace to us. But do we really? It's maybe it's different for everyone. But for me, it's like it. It takes a minute every time I think about it to be like, well, wait a minute. What was that grace for? Mm. What do I deserve? Um, 
Pastor yeah. Kyle was talking about how he extends grace to his kids mm-hmm. and, and how they do that as a family and their example of grace. And I was I found myself thinking back to times where I've been extended a ridiculous amount of grace. And there's there's two examples that came to me in my brain. And both times it was like those were the examples because those were the times where I knew that I knew that I deserved every bit of the punishment mm-hmm. and then I was spared it and then I was left with this like, well, but now I can't be punished, so I can't really earn my forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And there it is. Like you, you feel like you, you want to be punished so that you can really show how sorry you are, but that's not what God asks of us. He just asks us to receive the grace that he gave us to, to understand what we've been forgiven of as best we can in our human minds. Right. And and I think more than anything for me, the to make it real is the reality is eternal separation from him. Yeah. Like, like I don't I can't even imagine that. Right. And then it makes the gift the contrast of not receiving the gift makes the gift have weight. Hmm. Yeah. Because there are it's not just about what we get, but what we were spared from. Yeah. Because it's not just about like, oh, look, this shiny idea of eternity that we can't wrap our minds around what eternity looks like completely. But the idea of eternity, a revelation eternity Mm -hmm. in, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. in this garden city and, and seeing him in his full glory. And that there was no other way. Yeah. But the grace, like like mm-hmm. in my situations, like there was no other way, but the people who spared me, without them, it would have turned out completely different. Yeah. And without God's grace, the same. Yeah. That he, he, I mean, on it, I've said this again too, like this is something, if you've had a conversation with me <laughs> about it, um, and Tara has, like he makes the rules. He's the God of the universe. Yeah. He makes the rules. And so his, his way was, this is what has to, you know, this is what has to happen. And and I love you enough to do that. And so what I love, I'm going to read a couple of verses in Ephesians Mm. 2, that passage that, um, pastor Kyle used, and I'm not using the same translation he did. I'm not sure what translation he used on Sunday, but I'm in an uh, ESV today, but Ephesians 2, Uh, verses 1 through 10. I'm going to jump down to verse 4 and then down to verse 8. But verse 4 says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Um, By grace you have been saved and raised up with him. Right? So this is one long sentence. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit um, in the middle of a sentence, but on verse 8 it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, which you touched on already, and this is not your own doing. Yeah, It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Mm. I, I love how the Holy Spirit inspired uh, Paul to say, so that no one may boast, <laughs> because we're so prone to that. Even if we don't say it out of our mouths because we know that that's not acceptable, that's <laughs> right. not an acceptable thing to do, we can feel 
right. boastful. Right. Don't like, do that. Right. He's like, don't do that. <laughs> so, so that no one, not just like, so that a couple of people can't boast or so that like those of you who are, you know, whatever X, Y, Z may not boast, but like, so that no one may boast for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I just love that. Like it's, for by grace we have been saved, and this is not our own doing. Yeah. It makes me think of while we were yet sinners, mm-hmm. Christ died Christ. for us. Yes. Because we, of that. Not right? of our own doing. While we most didn't deserve it. Right. Right. Not only does he give us mercy, but on top of mercy, lavishes grace. Mm-hmm. So like that mercy and not getting what we do deserve. Like he doesn't just stop there, which I think sometimes we are inclined to do. So like Pastor Kyle's example of how he shows, how he and Taryn show Mm -hmm. grace and mercy to their kids was a combination of those two things. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't stop at mercy. And I think sometimes we think if we just give mercy that that's enough. Mm. And for God, it wasn't enough. No. And so I love that beautiful illustration of like, not only are you going to receive mercy, but like right now when the, like when your actions are as such where I'm maybe not even inclined to give you mercy, (laughs) I'm also going to heap grace on you on top of that. I'm also going to give you ice cream. I think is what he said or whatever, which I laughed like out loud (laughs) about very hard about like, okay, it's going to, I, and just knew it, I think because of listening and sitting under his teaching for enough, I was like, he's going to say ice cream. He takes them out to ice cream. That's got to be what it it is. And then he did. And that's why I was like, of course it's ice cream. Um, but yeah, like this idea that mercy, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop with you're, you don't have to go to hell. Right. You don't have to have eternal separation from me. Okay, like my finite mind is like, oh, if that's all he said, like that would be cool, right? Just not getting this awful punishment, not the punishment. that I deserve. Right. That's cool. All right. But then he's like, but no, also you get you can live into eternity with me and not as like a lower being not as a lesser, but as brothers and sisters, Mm -hmm. as equals to Christ. What? Right. What? And I think it's grasping, like sitting, sitting with that, like really sitting with that and letting it sink in, like what all that means and the grace and the mercy, like humility comes from that. Yes. Like a posture of humility, not like the beat down kind of humility Christian preaching, like, right, not in a beat down way, but in a not in a humiliated, humble, humble right, not humiliated, but humble, mm-hmm. and just grateful. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, that's that's like awe and wonder. Like when you talk about like awe and like I can't even, I can't even put into words. There it is. Like mm-hmm. that'll bring you to awe. No kidding. No <laughs> but kidding. I think you have to sit with the reality of what the consequence and what the gift is. Because it's so hard here in this in this 
busy pace of life and work and kids or jobs or pets or whatever it is that keeps people busy. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to sit and just ponder like this isn't all there is. There's so much more. Right. Zoom way, way out. Right. And then maybe we can like wrap our heads around it a little bit. Right. It's funny. I've been listening to an audio book right now um, about uh, Chuck Colson. He's a man who was involved in the Watergate scandal Mm -hmm. and Christ found him. So he was he was an aide to Richard Nixon during the Watergate scandal. Um, And and Jesus found him like before there was any. Uh, trial or any of that kind of stuff. Like he details in this book that I've been listening to, it's called Born Again by Charles Colson. And he details how his life was one way and how he is starting, like I'm at a part in the book where he's had a conversation with someone whose life has been transformed by Jesus. And he is just talking about how he sat with C.S. Lewis's book, Mere Christianity, mm. over a weekend, like a little like getaway vacation weekend. And he sat with this and he's wrestling with these ideas. And this man was a lawyer and he just said, well, so I sat down logically and said like, okay, what does this look like? And he's going through all of these things and just talking about like, okay, no, like this has to be real. Mm. Jesus is God and this is what he did. But like, then he started to wrestle with, he did it for me. And like, sometimes I think it's easy for us to recognize that he did it for like all humanity. Like we can just go, oh, okay, he did it for everyone. <laughs> and then other times it's, we're, we're really faced with like, he did that for me. That's that mercy and grace is extended to me, even in my you know, like whatever, my depravity, yeah. even in my lowest, wherever I've been, um, he did that for me. And that is, I think sometimes if we're really honest, harder to accept than the idea that he did it for all humanity. Well, for two different ways, depending on where you find yourself and what you've been exposed to, what your path yeah. has been like till you find Jesus, you could be thinking, whoa, whoa. I am so undeserving. Or you could really be thinking like, well, I'm a pretty good person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty good person. I've lived a good life and not realize that Jesus is the standard. Right. Jesus is the standard. Right. Not the best person you know or the worst person you know and you're better than them. Right. <laughs> That's not the standard. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. Um, yeah. I just really also loved um, where... Pastor Kyle was talking about um, that we are like we're raised to new life. Mm-hmm. We pull, we put our full weight and trust in him. Like mm-hmm. when he had the chair yeah. on stage. Oh, and- I love how Lee said he was joking, right? But the, at the end, if you were there live, it yes. got trimmed out in the in the replay because right. it was during the connect moment. But but Lee was kind of joking and said, "Man, you were you were getting ready to sit down, and I was thinking." please let that chair hold up. Please let that chair. Like, wouldn't it have been like awful and also hilarious, but awful (laughs) awful. if the chair somehow was missing a screw or whatever. And I just, I was thinking about that after like, man, what an example is that of how we can sometimes, even when we can see it, Mm -hmm. our faith is still tested. Like, 
Like, we know that that chair is probably going to hold up, right? right? But he still was like, not now. Don't break now. Like, it yeah. just was such a great um, example of our how our faith can kind of be in action and, and how easy it is for us to to doubt what's real, even when we can put our hands on it mm-hmm. and how like we're coming at you with this conversation. Right. But it's, it's not like it's easy for, no. for us either because, because God's not, you can't put your hands on it. You can't see it in, in a tangible thing. Um, you can see it in all kinds of different ways, but it's not as concrete as a chair. And we right. still even don't trust things that we can see sometimes. So it right. is an active practice of faith. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we do that, right? Like we have a couple of those songs and, and different people have gotten on stage and, and like remarked about it, like that he's not, he hasn't failed me yet. Right. Mm. These, these songs mm. with these lyrics about God not failing yet, or like, is he going to stop now or whatever, right. those kinds of things. And it's like, it's, it's, it's laughable, but it's also where we get sometimes yeah. like it's where we get sometimes. And we, you know, fall back into that, like are doing things in our own strength or doing things in our own power or even doing things just like on our own timetable, mm. I think. Um, and so we're like, Oh wait, I'm praying God, don't fail me now. Don't, yeah. don't fail me now because I think I was doing this at your direction, but maybe not. Maybe I was actually doing this like, because this is just, this is just where I wanted to go or this is just what I was doing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, Pastor Kyle had a, a challenge for us there <laughs> at the end of his sermon. He was like, don't, don't put your notes away yet. Like, don't, <laughs> don't, you can, you can set your Bible down, but don't put your notes away yet. Cause he challenged something, um, that you and I, before we hit record, we're like, this would be really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe a little bit emotional, but like a, a difficult task, um, that challenges find somebody, find a non-Christian friend, find a, a non-believing friend who knew you in your BC like mm-hmm. knew you before Christ, um, and and ask them like, have you seen any changes in my life? And you know, there's there is one person in particular in our our church body, our local church body, who like he didn't even have to be challenged to do that. Like I I had I got to have a really awesome conversation with him, and he regularly asks. Like he has got such a gift for evangelism, and he just has a heart for every single lost person on the Hmm. planet. Like he just, it's such a huge heart for that. And he's been evangelizing to all of his non-believing friends because he has relationship with them, right? He has Mm. relationship with them. And so he did, he asked, he was like, and this has been weeks ago. So it wasn't a challenge. Already done. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't a challenge from, from the stage, but he was like, have you noticed a change? Like, have you seen anything different in me? And, and things like that. And he was ready for the answer. Like he was ready to just go, all right, like yay or nay, like whatever it is, I need to know. And I thought, man, that's really brave. It is really brave. <laughs> really I agree. Brave. Yeah. Um, so that, that challenge of, of being a, a living testimony, our, is our life a living testimony of the grace that we have received, um, the grace that's been offered so freely to us, um, Pastor Kyle talked about what an earthworm does, which I'm I am not used to him doing illustrations right there at the very end. I'm used to like a little story, 
or, but like, I was not, I was not expecting this other thing, like to kind of like explode my brain right there at the very end. There's like piano going already. And he, <laughs> and here comes up on the screen, a big picture of an earthworm, a big picture of an earthworm. <laughs> and, um, what he was saying right before the earthworm was that, um, God doesn't force us to anything. Like he had a several different, so I'm paraphrasing, but he said he, God's not forcing us to anything, but loving us to everything. He's not forcing us to grow closer to him. He's loving us. It's his great love that allows us to grow closer to him. He's not forcing us to learn about him. He's not forcing us um, to love him. Mm. But he's loving us to love him. And so I, the way I paraphrase it and wrote it in my notes is, and and the way I'm sharing it here is he's, God is not forcing us to anything, but loving us to everything. Um, another place in mm. Ephesians, it tells us like we are given all these good gifts under Christ, like through Christ and in Christ, we are given all of these things. We have access to him. We have access to everything in him and who he is. Um, and so he's not forcing us to anything. He's loving us to everything. You know, you mentioned that before we hit record, but hearing you say it now was like a whoosh of like, what if we approach people knowing that God's doing that to them mm. and we sit down and don't force it either? Mm. And just rest in what, trust what God's doing in other people, trust what God's doing in us when we don't feel like, you know, we're missing the mark is what um, Pastor Kyle had said. Like, if you feel like you don't measure up, not to just like your own standards or the world standards, but you're not measuring up to Jesus, like rest in that. God's not forcing it. He's, he's loving you. He's not a mean taskmaster. He's not, um angry with your effort. He's loving you and he's loving your neighbor next to you who, you know, maybe you feel like, well, why don't they just get it yet? Right. Right. Well, they're being loved to everything too. Yeah. He's not finished. Yep. He's not done. It's so good. So, um, after the sermon was over, I texted Pastor Kyle um, because his earthworm illustration was just so interesting to me and so cool. And I had a little tiny bit of information. I had one of those Jeopardy factoids for him. (laughs) So during our, the other thing is if you were there live, you heard his communion message, which was taste and see. And if, but if you, if not, it's trimmed out because it's (laughs) not the, just the message. Right. Um, but and then this earthworm. So he kind of started the day speaking about taste and mm-hmm. see that the Lord is good, and like you, we get to taste and see literally when we taste when we take communion together. Um, but then at the end of his message was about this earthworm that has no eyes <laughs> and yeah. no ears and no feet, no arms. Like it has none of these things, but it still manages to wiggle around. And, um, there was a little wiggling on stage, which is fun, (laughs) um, that it wiggles around and like breaks up and, and allows light and, and water. Like it allows like the nutrients to get deeper into the ground. It allows like what is below to receive what is above. Um, and I don't know that he said it necessarily that way, but like, that's what I got from it. He like it, it breaks into the darkness and allows light to shine in the darkness. 
Um, and one of the things that I thought was really neat is that t- um, earthworms actually don't have, um, like they have taste buds. These, these, their cells that are taste buds are all over their whole bodies. So they can't see because they don't have eyes, but they can still taste and see. Like they are mm. tasting everything they're touching throughout. So everything that they're wiggling through and everything that they're doing and as they're churning things huh. up, they're still tasting and and seeing. I put the seeing in quotation yeah. marks because they're they don't have eyes to see, but they've mm. been given purpose. Mm. Right. And they've been given the the grace of of tasting even without like these specific you know, the, what we think of as like eyes and mouth yeah. and ears and all of those things, like they <laughs> they still do it. And so I really just kind of thought that that was interesting. He would have this big old earthworm up there. And I'm like, you know, when you play with earthworms, they're tasting you. <laughs> <laughs> like those toddlers, like they yeah. know, now they know what your toddler's hand tastes like because earthworms taste with their whole bodies. So. Goldfish and Cheerios. That's what their hands taste like. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So our challenge, right, is just, it's living living for Christ, living for Christ and being reminded, like reminding ourselves, he will remind us. He reminds us through Mm. his word that like there are, like I said, like at the very beginning of this podcast, there are countless places that our guest speakers and our pastor are going to be able to go with this series. I'm excited to see where it is going to go. Um, but, but you don't have to wait for the next sermon to, to know, like there's, there's a ton of references throughout the Bible, pretty much open anywhere (laughs) and, and, uh, examples of his grace, examples of his mercy are there and they're, they're waiting to, you know, to remind you that that's for you. It's for others. It's for, for the, all of us. And I mean, we're still talking, so he's not finished yet. Amen. Yeah, it's good. Um, if you, have prayer requests. If you, um, want to connect, if you're interested in what those scripture references might be, any of those things, you can always email your questions to info at fathom.church, or you can, you can text the keyword fathom to 97,000 and follow the prompts. You can connect with us that way. We love you. We're praying for you. We, we want to connect with you and we want to answer your questions. So you're always welcome to do any of those things. Tara, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes. I look forward to your next guest spot here (laughs) on Fathom Beyond Sunday. Guys have a wonderful week and we'll see you back here next week. Bye. Nailed it. Nailed it.